Welcome to church, everyone. Welcome to the house of God this morning. We do a membership class here at the church. When it comes to the church, we like to talk about how the church is a family. It's kind of like a home, a place. If you think about your home, it's a place where you can go and you can find safety. You can find rest. You can grow. Well, this is our home. I want you to, I want you to think about today being a day of comfort. The body needs the body today. And we're all here together with heavy hearts. God's here to meet with us. He's already been with us at the 8.30 service. And God's here today to love us, to take care of us, to wrap his arms around us. But we want to wrap our arms around each other and love each other. If you're new here to the church today or maybe you've just come for a little bit, welcome home. Welcome to the family. We appreciate you being here. We're going to love each other, take care of each other. Amen. We want to get out and welcome each other and take care of each other today. Amen. God bless you. Oh, my God. 
Scripture also says, weeping may endure for the night. Hard times come to all. How many of you have ever been through a trial, tribulation, persecution, attack? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Today is a day that we spend a little extra time loving on one another. I would encourage you as your pastor to just shake hands a little longer. Look in the eyes to your brothers and your sisters. I was at the 830 service and Sister Peggy Kelly, I walked back to her and I stuck my hand out to shake my hand like a normal Sunday morning. And she said, I think this is more a Sunday where Brother Orville, we need to hug one another and love on one another. Amen. And uh, so we, we embraced. This morning, we're going to go to prayer right now. We're, as we always do, traditionally, we're going to pray for the state of Israel and for our country, which is in complete uproar, chaos. Nearly every city is on fire. How many of you know the United States of America needs a revival? They need God. Amen. Amen. 
But you know, I'm going to know this is true. Sometimes we focus on the need, but how many of you know that God is able to send a fireball revival to the United States of America? He's able. I'm calling it out. I'm praying for it, and I'm believing that God is going to turn a revival in this country that will turn our attention and our hearts and affection back to the Lord. I believe it. How many of you know he's coming soon? I said he's coming soon. Amen. Amen. My goodness, what a week. I told the Lord, I said, let me, let me be able to do this and carry myself. And it's been difficult. One service down and one to go. And then I see Brother Orville walk in. And it just starts all over again. Listen, uh, this morning, three, three of the saints out of our church has went on to their reward and promise in heaven. How many of you know we know they're okay today? Yes. They're okay. Got a call that Sister Ann Willimon had passed away. I flew up to the hospital where the family had just departed and went and found them and met with them. John is a great man of faith. John, lift your hand back there. John loves the Lord and his first comments out of his head, out of his mouth were that his confidence and faith was in God. He knew he'd see her again and he knows she's better off. And that God has got his hand on them and he'll keep them. His sons are here with them today. I see Joe here today. We're praying for the Willman family, lifting them up. I said, my goodness, this one is, is tough. Then I got another call. Get back to the hospital after a surgical procedure. Sister Linda Robinson has passed on to heaven. We love her. She is an honored lady in this church. We'd love to lay claim to having them all the years of their ministry but we had to share them with a lot of people but we're glad we got the best part some of the best members a pastor could ever hope for i've often heard that pastors make the best members orville and linda have been a gift to our church and i mean you know brother orville is a gift to our church amen God's, God's grace and love, we have to endure the loss of Sister Linda. Her family is all here, Michael, her son, and the grand, grandsons are here, and Nikki, and Sister Precious, Sister Leona, who's here today and hurting so desperately. We're going to pray for them, and I want to let you know, thank you so much for being here today. I know you're here for your daddy, and we love you guys, and we're praying for all of you. We cannot describe to you, there are not words to let you know how hard this is for us. These folks are precious to us. So if that wasn't enough, I mean, we got a precious saint of God. We've got another precious saint of God. It's like, okay, that's good. 
and we got the call last night that Brother Virgil Amberg, he went on to be with the Lord. I flew down to Fairfield and was with them. Sister Liz is strong, and she's a good lady. She's watching this morning, and she, she said, Pastor, I really don't think I can be in service tomorrow. And she's, she's a strong lady. She could be here for herself, but she knew that you would, would uh, be broken for her. So she, she didn't come today, but she's watching. And Liz, we're praying for you. We love you. We're going to be holding you up this week as well. Brother Virgil, goodness gracious, he told me, he said, what do you want me to tell your mama? I'm like, you're going to talk to my mom? He says, I'll look her up. So I, one of the things I thought last night was, I was like, now, Virgil, you better hold to your promise. <laughs> no, we uh, miss this godly man. Served on our council as far back as I can remember. I know 28, 30 years he's been on our council. He has served in every capacity in this church, in the choir. He's been a faithful and wonderful gentleman, Christian gentleman. And he's went on to his reward. And we're praying for Sister Liz, our associate pastor here at the church. So these folks need our prayers. And one of the good things about having a church family is that we are going to help them. We're going to come alongside of Brother Orville. We're going to lift up one arm and the other. And we're going to help him and strengthen him and be with him and Sister Leona and their, their family. We're going to stand with you. We are your family. You've got a lot of kinfolk here. And we love you. We're going to take care of you guys, all of you. John, we love you. So hurt for you. I know that he, I asked him this morning. I said, are you okay? And he said, I'm good. So we know God is sustaining them. Let's pray for them and these needs together. Would you join me in prayer right now? Father, as we come before you. We honor you today and we bless you because, God, we don't sorrow like the world sorrows. We don't cry and hurt like the world cries. Our cry is for grieving and hurting for our loss. But, Lord, we understand and know that there is an anchor of hope inside us. We know these folks, Linda Robinson, God, a saint of the Lord, touched by faith in her, a stalwart Christian lady. She stands in your presence this morning. We know she's already had a little bit of time to look around. And we thank you, Lord, for her promise and her reward. Thank you, Lord, for Ann Williman, who no longer will suffer, no longer will have breathing difficulties. But God, she, was, she is breathing and dancing and running the streets of glory. Probably hadn't stopped yet because of the joy in her heart. We thank you for her life and the testimony of her faith that she loved Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for Virgil. We ask you to bless and touch his family and be with them. Strengthen them by your Holy Spirit. Touch Sister Liz, for we know that Virgil stands in your presence right now. This confidence gives us hope. It's an anchor for our soul, and so we pray for strength. We pray, Lord, for victory in our faith that helps us to be able to stand through the difficult days ahead. We honor you, and we bless you, and we thank you, Lord, that that hope and promise is ours because our God loves us, and we belong to him. We give you honor and we give you praise. Now, Father, we pray for the state of Israel. We don't fail to lift her up and ask and seek the good of Jerusalem, the peace of it. And, Lord, ask you to, to bless the borders and the country. We ask your blessings and strength to be with them, protect them, and keep them. Give them wisdom. And, Lord, would you touch the cities that are hurting, the parents and the families and the people of the United States that are hurting today. Would you minister, Lord, to the chaos 
and the terror on our streets. Would you bring some kind of peace, Lord, that comes through revival? We're praying for revival in America. God, we're believing and knowing that you're able. We give you honor for these things and ask you to meet every need that would be represented in this house this morning. Touch every heart and every life as we never fail to give you the glory, the honor, and all of the praise. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray it all. And everyone agreed and said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Little insight to where we are. This coming Tuesday evening will be visitation for Sister Linda Robinson, who the services will be at five, from 5 to 8, I believe, over at the Cornerstone Church of God. And then the service will be on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And it's at Cornerstone Church as well. If you don't know, Orville built that church, pastored that church for well over 30 years. Those folks know him and love him. And so he's kind of got two churches that he carries in his heart. And uh, we're wanting to go over there and support and be with them. I'd encourage you to definitely let them know you love them and, and share with them during this difficult time. And also then we have news on Ann Williman who will October 1st, this coming Saturday, will be a memorial service for her here at the church at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And you're invited to be here and to help this family and support them in your attendance and, and love. We haven't got any information on, on Virgil. We'll be posting that and making sure that you're aware of what's happening there. I want to thank those on a lighter note. I want to thank Richard, Cameron, and Marty. I want to thank all of the team of volunteers that came out the last two weeks. Have you, did anyone notice how pretty the old building looks on the outside? Fresh, painted, repaired, and all these gentlemen, they took sick days or vacation days from work and they came and, and they've worked hard from the roof all the way to the ground in repairing and painting this building to match our new building. And I want to thank them publicly for the work that they've done. I've just driven around looking and just thought how beautiful it was and so appreciative of people that would take their vacation days from work and come and be here and many others who volunteered. If I called one name, I'd, have, I'd be in trouble. There were so many that helped. I, I do remember I, I did love seeing Lawton and Connie Chapman out here with their grandkids. And when you ask their grandkids what they're doing, they said, we're making God's house pretty. I thought that was awesome. Our ushers are coming to serve you, and as they do, I want to thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your tithe and for the way that you support and love our church. It's exciting. This next weekend, we will be hosting the Ohio camp meeting here. On Sunday night, it will begin. Guest speakers are coming in from around the, the country. All of the southern region of Ohio will be here with us at Stratford Heights, and we'll be hopefully... Uh, all things considered, we'll be opening up the screen and the new building will be open this coming next Sunday. Of course, with that, there's many of you, there's over 75 of you who have volunteered uh, to, vol to be in service for us for the camp meeting. Thank you so much. You'll be holding doors and hosting and hospitality and serving and ushering. And we thank you for all of you who have jumped on board to help us with the camp meeting and making sure that we host our guests very well, bringing a wow experience. As you give today, I would ask you to, to give in accordance with your heart and your blessing. 
and your obedience to God's word. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you, we now ask your blessings on our gifts. Lord, we give out of hearts that are blessed. We thank you that we understand how the economy of heaven works. As we give to you, Lord, it's given back to us. You have a beautiful system that, that works better than any bank or country I've ever seen. We honor you today, and Lord, our gifts are not to an establishment or an organization, but they are to you, to your kingdom. So we thank you for the ability and the opportunity to give. I thank you personally for the gifts that will come as it supports the kingdom work we do here at Stratford Heights Church, and the missionaries through the loose offering that we bless all around the world. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.
Praise him right now. Lord, we praise you. Yes, Lord. we praise you. We glorify your name, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord.
even when I don't have control of You always have my best interest at heart. And when I don't understand what's going on, <laughs> you pour yourself through me, Lord. You're my deliverer. From the fiery darts that are thrown at me, Lord, I can put all my trust in you. <laughs> And I come to worship you, Lord. I want to praise your home. Would you just worship him right now? Would you just worship him right now? He is here in this house. He is here. There is nothing that I or anybody else can say, but he is here. He is here to minister to you. Lord, we come into your presence.
Won't you stand with me all over the congregation? Why don't you, right where you are, just lift your hands to God and would you just connect with him however you feel comfortable right now. Let the Lord speak to you right now. Hallelujah. Someone has that message. For I am with thee, says the Lord. For I promised you, I would never leave you, I would never forsake you. I promised you, that I would never turn my back on you. Even when you do not understand my ways or my will, I promised you that I would be with you. I promised you that I would send you a comfort, the Holy Spirit. And he is here today direction to give you wisdom and discernment. For I have not left you. I have not turned my back on you. I am with you, says the Lord. Do not turn to the left or to the right to fasten your eyes upon me. For I am the source of your joy. I am the source of your strength. I am the source of your life. And I hold you in the palm of my hand, says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Titled a message for this morning, Rock of Ages, Clip for Me, Let Me Hide Myself in Thee. This has been a week, and as I've mentioned to you, I didn't, so many hours were spent in the hospitals and the Robinson family with the Willimans being at Virgil's home. Just been a week and, and I was trying to prepare and trying to get ready and I'd already been planning on going a different direction and, and I said, God, I need you. I need to know where to go today. Michael, I didn't have it. There wasn't no time. There's too much sadness, too much grief many hours waiting the Lord ministered so sweetly to me he said hide in me he said preacher when you get up there you hide in me I knew then it was gonna be all right he led me to a verse of scripture in Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 through 7 you've heard it many times but I want you to hear it differently this morning in the time that I have 20 minutes Isaiah 43 and verse 1, I'm going to get right to it. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. I love the way that the Holy Spirit has already confirmed that word to us today goes on and says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Or we're used to in the King James, neither will the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. 
Jump down to verse 5. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. Verse 7. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. How many of you know the Lord is good for his promises? I said, how many of you know the Lord is good for his promises? It was my mother who was sitting in a chair, and I'm going to let you be seated. You can go ahead. It was my mother that was sitting in the, in the living room and she had just gone through some difficult procedures physically and medically. And I walked in, I said, Mama, how are you doing? How are you holding up? She looked at me and she had already told my family about this and I didn't know about it yet. And she said, oh baby. She said, the Lord shared something with me. He said, he, he, don't, he don't do tricks. He don't play tricks. And she said, that's my strength. I can hold to every promise in God's word. I can hold to every promise and hold fast to what I believe in. The anchor of my faith is in a God who will not lie, he will not try to deceive me, and he don't do tricks. God is faithful. And he's going to be faithful to those who are hurting today. He's going to be faithful to every one of us who are yet to go through the trials that will come. This verse of scripture that I read to you very quickly when I get into what it, what it represents for us today. is addressed to Israel. Israel, you remember Israel, that little itty bitty tiny country no bigger than New Jersey over there in the middle of the Mideast where all of her enemies are surrounding her where she has been under persecution and attack. She's been under battle and been wounded and hounded for generations of years, centuries of, of trouble, always finding themselves in a crisis. Israel, standing on their battle lines, always ready, God's people. So many different events that the children of Israel went through were, were a shadow of the trials to come. They were, they were troubles that they would, would understand would come pretty pattern in, in a pattern towards all the children of God and we understand that down through history and time generation to generation they have always had those issues and problems but they stood when they stood at the waters of the Red Sea and the swollen Jordan River when they stood there they, they these were shadows of the things that were to come in their lives because they were going to understand that in order to truly get close to God and to continue and move on with God, there would be these trials and these troubles that would come their way. But God promised that with every one of those trials and every one of those attacks or persecution that they would always find themselves victorious. Every promise of God, God means to keep. The promises of the Lord, the Bible says, are sure and amen. They're not good for just a little while. They don't have an expiration date on them. These promises that were given to the children of God, they're promises for you and I. They're promises for the church. Promises are like the heart of God. I found myself this week finding out my heart when you, when you thought it was wrenched out about as far as you could go. It wouldn't, there wasn't no more words. There wasn't any more tears. You thought that 
you'd, you'd gone about the limit. Then you find out, you know, I, I had gone, to be honest, I, I was very broken over the, the, the two ladies that had gone on. And I, I found myself almost in a numb state uh, over yesterday. And I had to do a wedding. And I went to the wedding. And I did the wedding. And I was just wanting to kind of get away and, and go. And I was getting in my car. And I was coming back home. And I was like, God, I'm just, I'm just so sad. And, I, and it, was, it was just hurtful. You know, I'm thankful, Brother Orville, that... Tuesday night, you know, I was driving home around 7 o'clock and something dropped down inside my heart and said, go see Linda. And I was like, well, it's after 7. She's tired. She, she's already got all her visitors. She don't need another visitor tonight. And the voice strong in my heart said, go see Linda. And so I got on the highway and I drove down to Bethesda North, the hospital, and I walked in and knocked on the door and turned around and she just cackled and laughed and talked and we had the best visit. She called Orville and she said, Honey, I got a distinguished guest here with me. And I heard him on the other end of the phone. He said, is it the pastor? <laughs> we had the most wonderful visit. So wonderful. She asked me every question. She wanted to know what was my love life. She wanted to know what I was eating. She wanted to know if I was getting enough rest. She wanted to know everything. She said, tell me everything nobody else knows. And so we talked. We were there, there for a couple of hours. And and it was just wonderful, and, and especially the other day, I was so thankful for that time. And I know this family looks back, and they're thankful for the times that they've had, the way that God prepares us, and we don't know it. For the oval, it wasn't a, two Sundays ago, you were out here, and the Lord touched you, the power of God hit you, and man, I'm telling you, he was preparing you. He knew because God's promises are true, that he will sustain us and he will keep us. You know, this, this passage of scripture I, I talked about, it, it's actually, if you look at it, it, it actually would be a little concerning. It's a little shocking, actually. There's a revelation involved there that, that really is a little frightening for us. It starts off and it says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. I mean, you're going to automatically imagine that whoever this person is, which is us, that surely we, these heavenly beings who are supernaturally blessed, are going to be kind of just, they're never going to know a trial. I mean, they're never going to have suffering. They're, they're not going to understand a heartache, a tribulation, any trouble. I mean, they belong to God. He's redeemed them. He knows them by their name. They're his. So surely... These folks are going to be exempt from any tribulations or trials, but that's not what we find. He says, I redeemed you. I've made you. I've called you by your name. You are mine when you pass through the waters. What? Well, wait a minute. It doesn't match verse 1. It's supposed to go on and say, because I have chosen you, you shall never have a problem. Because I've called you by your name and you belong to me, you're my property, you belong to God, you're never going to have a trial or a heartache, you're never going to have a problem. You would think that there would be some exemption for the, that child that would be supernaturally blessed, but what we find is that he says, hey, you're mine. I want you to know you belong to me. I've redeemed you. I've made you and created you. And in that process, you need to understand, when you go through the waters, I'm going to be with you. 
When you go through the fire, I'm going to take you through. When you walk through and the flames will kindle against you, you will not be burned. You'll not be consumed. For our God is the God of his word. We got to understand you're not, we're not exempt from trouble. We're not exempt from trials. We're not out of his presence or cast away from him, not close to him, because we found ourselves hitting a brick wall. We find ourselves in trials and troubles. That's the time when we need to understand something about his word. See, instead of running high tail, instead of giving up, instead of walking out, instead of laying down what you got to do, Brother Horrible, Brother John, is you got to get closer and closer than you've ever been. Because in that trial and in that trouble, God is going to come on wings of love and deliverance. He says, I am the present help in the time of your trouble. God will be intimate with us. I found that he's there in that secret place. The secret place is for those who don't give up, Amelia, for those who don't throw in the towel, for those that will stay the course. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I kept my faith, and I finished my race, and I know that's what you intend to do. I looked at Brother Orville, and one of the things that we, everybody was asking him, and I, I leaned over, and he, he said, I'll tell you what I told the doctor. He said, well, he told the doctor, he said, you do, you, I won't tell you how to preach if you don't tell me how, or I won't, whatever. <laughs> he said, I won't tell you how to preach or how to do medical work if you won't tell me how to preach. There we go. And I think I messed up on the announcement earlier. Okay. <laughs> the, the funeral service for Linda is Wednesday at 11 o'clock at Cornerstone. I, I think I said Tuesday, so I wanted to correct that. But I asked him, are you going to be okay? Are you all right? And I know everybody was asking him. Everybody was all over him. He had all kinds of folks calling him and texting him. And he's a loved man. But, oh, you're a loved man. You're respected and honored in our state. Other ministers calling me. Is Orville all right? Are you going to take care of him? If you don't, I will. <laughs> you're a loved man. I said, are you going to be all right? He said, hey. I've preached this thing 50 years. If it, hadn't, if, if, it, if it was all that preaching, if it don't work now, then, then what in the world have I been doing? He said, it's worked for 50 years, and it's going to work for me now. Now I'm going to be on the other end of that. I'm going to be the one receiving from that. John, you're a man of faith. You prayed in out of many, many, many crises. You saved her life with faith. Faith to God healed that woman when the doctors said there was no hope, there was no way out. How many times? Over and over and over again. But the sweet Holy Ghost spoke to him the other day and said, hey, back off. Leave this alone. I got it this time. And this time he said he's going to take her and heal her all the way to heaven. No more sickness. No, she's running the streets of glory now. God decided it was the battle was over. The battle, the fight was done. And it was time for her to have some victory and some reward. And John was the one who said it first. He said, how could I want to withhold from her the promises of God's heaven and the reward of running and dancing and breathing for the first time since she was a child? We understand and know the power and the presence of God's promises. These are the things that sustain us and hold us in the difficult hours. He said, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have different forms of trouble. There'll be many times that you may go through the waters, the high tide. You'll be standing and the, the waters will be in front of you. And I don't know how that looks to you or what that is in circumstance, but it'll be something that you've got to tread through. 
Other times you'll feel like the circumstances are a raging, rushing river that is just going to carry you on down the, the stream and, and you don't have any control. And he says, you're going to have those trials and troubles too. And he said, and other times you're going to feel like you're walking through the fire and the heat like the three Hebrew children has been turned up seven times hotter than it was before. He said, there are going to be times you're going to feel like the very flame itself is going to consume you and beat and completely burn you up to nothing and you're going to have all of these situations in every one of those circumstances he said I will be with you and I will not leave you I'll never he said in Matthew forsake you he said if you go through the waters I'll be with you you go through that river I'm going to snatch you out you run through the fire and I'm going to um, the flame will not burn you up somebody says well, well what happens when we find ourselves at the, at the end, or we find ourselves walking out of a hospital and we've suffered loss and death. Well, I've often said it, you know, we spend a lot of times praying people out of the very place we all say we want to go. I mean, I want to go to heaven. Hear it. I'm I, we sing songs about it. I preach about it. I love scripture in John chapter 14 where Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, be not afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, guess what? I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. We look at that, we clap over that, don't we? But the moment we're all standing at the door ready to take our shuttle, we're all like, oh, no, Lord, no, 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 no. Lock that door. I'll tell you the greatest thing that ever happened to Linda Robinson in her whole life happened just the other day when she went to glory. She closed her eyes here and opened them to her reward. She's telling, man, she's telling stories. She's talking about everybody. She's probably telling all my secrets, too, to somebody. <laughs> She opened her eyes to glory. I, I kind of imagine Anne took off running and breathing in, just deep, just breathing in as deep as she No more oxygen, rip that out. She has gone. She's standing there. She, you know that old song, I can only imagine. I can only imagine her dancing and running and breathing out that good air. I'm telling you, there's hope in the faith that we have. And it may not be that we have, it, we have trials here and troubles here. And it may not be that the end or, or the results of that is always exactly like we wanted or we would have chosen. But if we're faithful and we trust God and we don't give up, John, we don't cave in and we don't run to the enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy us, if we'll stay faithful to God and not allow the beggarly elements of the evil wickedness of this world to de detour our faith, if we'll stay true, we understand and know that even when the preacher has to go, even when those of faith have to go, we know that our anchor and our hope is in a promise that he has got a better place prepared and waiting for us. We've got to hang on. We've got to hang on. We don't want to let go. We want to stay the course. Troubles will come, Melissa. Troubles are going to come. But you have a promise that says you'll not go through one of them no matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. You'll not go through one that he isn't there right by your side leading you in it and through it. And then notice, he, he didn't say if you go through the waters. If you pass through the rivers. If you walk through the fire. He said, when? 
when. When you and I walk through those fires, we understand that he is with us. We, we look at the scriptures and we know John chapter 16 and verse 33 says, these, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world, you shall have tribulation. Now let me just back up there so that we understand what's being said here. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world, you shall have tribulation. This is Jesus talking. You're going to have trials. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have attack. You're going to have all kinds of, of, of hurtful things happen. There's going to be persecution. But be of good cheer. He says, I have already overcome the world for you. Already overcome. So it's not like a blind faith. It's not... It's not us just thinking, well, you know, we're going to trust and we're going to hang on and we're going to do this thing because we, you know, in the end, you know, it's going to work out. Before we ever are called into the furnace. I mean, do you understand when the three Hebrew children were thrown in that fiery furnace, there three boys thrown in there. But it was the king that said, didn't I throw in three boys? I mean, he said, wasn't there only three in there? Let me clue you in on something. When Linda Robinson, when Ann Willeman, when Virgil Ambergy was standing at the edge of this world and this life, and, and it was time for, for a calling of the, the home, calling them home, I'm telling you, it wasn't an angel entourage that was sent. It wasn't just some group from heaven that was sent down in proxy. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That truth is what we hang on to. He comes on his own. Man, when Virgil stepped from this life to the next, and he started looking at his list and trying to find my mama, I told you about that, didn't I? He said, what do you want me to tell her? And I said, are you going to do that, Virgil? Are you really going to do that? He said, I'll look her up. So I hope he's already doing that and that she was first. But he, heard, he didn't hear some welcoming committee. He didn't hear somebody on the hospitality crew, although those are wonderful. That he heard Jesus himself say, well done. Well done, Virgil Lambergi. Well done. Well done, Ann Willeman. Well done. Well done, Linda Robinson. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Oh, she's in charge. She's in charge. Orville ain't got a chance now. She's probably already redecorated his whole house over there. These are promises. They're not fairy tales. They're promises. Michael, they're promises. You're a man of God. You were hurting the other day. Don't let anything detour you or cause you to feel discouraged or weak in your faith. Don't let the, the enemy would love to come 
and, and just start whispering in the back of your head, don't you dare let that happen. You got more now to fight for than you ever had before. There are more people on the street to save than there ever was because I'm telling you the promises of God are sure. And as sure as we know this Bible has been written as the inspired, infallible, inerrant words of God, inspired and God-breathed by the Holy Spirit, we know that every one of the words in it are true. And that means that you and I have a hope of a resurrection and a promise. The, the, the Bible says, Paul said, don't, we don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, about those who have fallen asleep. Understand that God means to raise them up at the last day. When Jesus comes, he comes with an entourage. He'll have a group of folks with him then. And then when he comes, the Bible says, the dead and Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And he says in verse 18, comfort one another with these words. Let this bring joy and peace to you to know that when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. No, stop. You're off. I'm just kidding. When we all get to heaven, what a day that will be. There's a reunion day coming. I'm going to see my loved ones. You're going to see your loved ones. We're going to get around that throne, and we're going to have us a time. And I'm telling you, it's closer than it's ever been. Let me just tell you something I feel down inside my heart. The world systems are all setting up just right. Everything is coming together. The prophecies of this word of God is coming true minute by minute, hour by hour. And we are closer now than we have ever been. The coming of the Son of, the God, Son of God is ready to take place. I believe that. There is a rustling in heaven. I believe there is all kinds of activity. I believe the angels of God are like, wow, something's getting ready to happen. I see old Gabriel over there with his trumpet. Why is he practicing so much lately? I'm telling you, there is something happening in the, in the cosmos, and we're getting ready for the coming of the Lord. So hold fast your profession. Do not lose hope, and don't look to the left or to the right, the Holy Spirit told us. Don't let anything keep you from the promises of God because he's coming. Can you say amen? Amen. Every son of God, every disciple of God, everybody I've ever known, everybody I've ever met that was close to God, that had the power of God in their lives, the people that I've known that were really close. I don't know what God's got for you. I, I thought you had retired from pastoring. And I thought maybe you were kind of on easy street right now. But here's what I know about God. Whenever you go through the fire and whenever you are going through a trial, whenever you're going through something, John, whenever you have found yourself in the midst of difficulty and you don't, man, you don't, this is a, a tough one. I'm telling you what I know from God and his word is that when you go through that fire, he's promised that you're going to come out on the other side more pure than gold. And you're going to be something valuable. You're going to do something yet that you never imagined you'd be doing. You're going to be on fire for the Lord. And the work that he has for you is yet to be something big. You may have retired from pastoring, but he's got something in mind. He's letting you go through this fire and this trial because he's got his hand on your life. Don't you doubt it for a second. God's not going to leave you alone, not five minutes. You are an anointed man of God. The power of the Lord is on your life, and you are going to have the strength that you need in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the fire, I will bring you out. I have redeemed you. Fear not. I've called you by your name. Thou art mine. You belong to God. 
You belong to God. I'm just, I'm transparent with these folks. I left out of there the other night and I, I looked out and I said, God, why? Are you kidding me? I was like, are you kidding? Just as sure as I was stressed out and exhausted as this families, these families have been. And I looked up and I felt all of a sudden, I, I, I kind of, I let Richard, Richard is a, a wonderful assistant pastor. He, Sister Marie, he, he let me just ramble. He let me just talk and vent. And oh boy, I was venting. <laughs> Am I the only one that ever does that? I was venting. And I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Richard. He said, no, it's okay, man. I think he was afraid I was gonna hit him, I'm not sure. <laughs> I got home from the hospital, you see, I was pastor. And I'm pastoring a pastor, which made me doubly nervous. H how do I minister to Orville Robinson? All I knew to do was just put my arm around him, tell him I loved him. But I was pastor. When I got in the car, I turned out a good Sam. I was just Ray. I wept all the way home. I cried like a baby. I said, God, why? Why? And all I got from him was he said, I loved her more than you did. He said, I love her way more than you do. He said, she's with me. He says, not for you to know every why. You just trust. And I, last night, I, I was feeling the direction, and I had already started. I had already had another message, and I thought to go this way. I started putting things down. And the Lord started blessing me, and he said, I'm always going to be there. My people, you assure my people that no matter what, it's going to get worse. Persecutions are going to get worse. Attacks are going to get worse. You're going to feel like everybody and their brother and sisters against you. You're going to feel everything coming at you at once. Understand you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be wiped out. As the coming of the Lord is nigh, you're going to go through more. If you are close to God in the secret place of God Almighty, you're going to go through the trials. That's where the closeness comes, Brian. That's where the closeness is. And boy, we have to remember that because sometimes we forget that hurt people hurt people and we forget that all kinds, we start looking at people around us and, and we make all them the enemy. The Lord wants us to trust him and to know that in the trial is intimacy with him and a deliverance, a promise. He said, when you go through the worst attacks and trials and persecutions of your life, when you fear, fear not. When you feel there's no way out, trust me. When you see that you feel the flame is going to burn you alive, look to me. Because I have redeemed you. I have delivered you already overcome the world 
and you are going to come out. And when you come out, whether here or there, how many of you know we are victorious? As long as you got shoe leather and you walk in here, you're going to keep coming through your trial. You're going to keep going in and coming out. You're going to keep going in and coming out. Every, try, every time, no doubt. There'll be one time, there's going to be one last time, that trial is going to be the one. It's, it's like they got the golden ticket. You know, that Willy Wonka, they're looking for the golden ticket. You're going to go through trial after trial. Holly, you're going to go through this trial and you're going to come out. If you go through a horrible trial tomorrow, you're going to come out. You're a child of God. He's already promised. You go through the water, you're going to come out. You come through the fire, you're going to come out. Always going to promise you, you're going to come out. Always. There's going to be one trial you hit. One, one trial, one trouble you hit. It's going to be like, oops, golden ticket. I get to go home. And that trial is going to be the grand, the grand escort. In the meantime, we trust. And we don't give in. And we don't stop. Can I get an amen? amen. We don't stop. We keep going. We fall down, we get back up. We get knocked down, we get back up. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, no principalities, come on now, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I will be with you. Amen. Stand up with me. Not 20 minutes, but it's three minutes after 12. I got a little deal going on over here. I'm going to do my best to be out here by 12 noon every week. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I want to know here. For I say to you that I am your strength, says the Lord. I am your God. Do not fail to trust in me. Lean hard upon me. I will sustain you, says the Lord. Know that I will lead you and guide you. I will favor and anoint you. You belong to me. I am the strength you seek. I am the deliverance for you. I have joy in the sorrow. Know that I am your God, that I love you. Look to me now and watch as I begin to strengthen you even in this hour. Hallelujah. That's more than just for one, two, or three. That's for those that are going through the trials of your own life. Going through crisis and situations and you say, well, my mind pales in comparison to what I'm hearing today. Someone's saying that in your heart and you're, you're thinking that this, this is not for you, but it is for you. God wants you to know he cares about the smallest details. In Matthew, he says, I count the hairs on your head. He cares about you, where you are right now, the things that weigh heavy on your heart. He cares about. God loves you. He's, they're working all together for your good. God has a plan. 
Victory lies just ahead for you, every one of you. Under the sound of my voice, there's not a trial you're going through that you're not going to come out if you'll stay the course. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, if you'd say, Pastor, I'm going through a trial, mine. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to make a big deal of it, but I am. I'm fighting. I'm struggling. I have a battle going on. It's raging all around me, and I need deliverance. I need. I'm going through the fire. I'm going through the waters. I feel like it's a raging river just dragging me upstream. I'm going through that. I need God this morning to assure me of his plan and his love for me in my life. I want the strength that comes in my faith with God. Would you just lift up your hand? My goodness. Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. God, you see every hand. You know every heart. You know every circumstances. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, we hold to your word this morning. We hold to your word that declares that we will come out We're blessed going in. We're blessed coming out. That's not just for the field, Lord. That's for the trial. I thank you for your hand on your people, bringing deliverance, God, comfort and strength, wisdom, guidance. Touch your men, your women, your children, Lord. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. I would ask this morning, as we get ready to pray corporately, If there's anyone who needs Jesus in your heart, is there someone who would say, Pastor, I I need to accept Christ in my life today, and that's why I'm here, and I want to pray a prayer of salvation to accept Jesus. Are you here? Would you just lift up your hand? Is there anyone at all? We're going to pray that prayer. I'm going to give you that opportunity. Amen. God bless you. I see you. Thank God for you. Amen. I see you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? I want to pray this morning. Pastor, I want to accept Jesus in my life. I'm telling you, that's the greatest decision you'll ever make. God bless you, sir. Greatest decision you'll ever make in all your life is to accept and trust God. I'm telling you, every trial you go through, you're going to come out. Your life is going to be planned out. God's going to help you, strengthen you every step. Is there anyone else? There's several that have lifted their hand. Is there anyone else that will trust Jesus today? All right, we're going to pray a prayer right now. And as we do, I would like, if you would, I I want everyone who lifted their hand. They said, I'm in a trial. I'm in trouble. I need God. I want all of you to step out. It's early. I I normally keep you longer. I want you to step out where you are. Meet me in the altar as quickly as you can. These that lifted their hands for prayer, would you come, please? Come, let's all come together. Quickly. Thank you. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah.
We're going to pray a prayer right now for salvation. As we pray this prayer, it's just a prayer spoken from your heart. With your mouth, man, it moves heaven. It's just a recited prayer of words that ain't going to do nothing. But if this comes from your heart, it'll save you. It'll set you on a path headed towards heaven right now, as if you're already there. You're ready to do that this morning. You believe in your heart that he's the son of God. You believe that he purchased you and bought your salvation and has provided that for you. Then we're going to pray a prayer right now. Church, would you help us? Let's pray this together. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I decree you are my Lord. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. You bought my salvation. And now I belong to you. I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for me, that you rose again. I confess that today, along with this prayer, your word declares, I'm saved, born again, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. While these are praying, I want us to pray now. Would you politely just put a hand on someone's shoulder standing in front of you there in the altar? I want to believe with you right now for God to touch you in the trials and the persecution. Would you, if you're standing back, would you just stretch your hands towards this altar? Help us pray this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you. We come believing in the name of Jesus Christ that every trial, every persecution, every attack, every, tri every tribulation that we're going through, God, it comes first through your hand. We know that you have promised us in your word that you will guide us through it, that when they come, Lord, you will be with us, and we will come through it. That's your word. When we come through the fire, when we come through the waters, Lord, we're going to come through. And we thank you for that hope and promise this morning. I pray for sustained faith. I pray for a comfort and a strength that is ours as we trust in you. Lord, yes, weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning because we believe and we know our God is able, and you're going to bring us out. We thank you for these hopes. We thank you for this anchor of hope and promise. We give you the glory and the honor for it all. For we pray it this morning in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Bring deliverance. Bring victory. Bring the testimony to our hearts and lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now would you just lift up those hands. Let's give the Lord praise. I believe he's heard us. I believe we are victorious. I believe the Lord is bringing victory to your house. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Richard. Amen. As we are dismissed today, we praise want you to Lord. know that you're more than happy to linger, spend some time in the altar, take a few extra moments and hug some folks around you there. This week is going to be a very busy week for our church, as you can imagine. And I am just simply want to make an appeal. There will be all kinds of different needs that will be around our church this week as we are preparing for these funerals and not only those, but also preparing the building for the upcoming weekend with the camping and everything. Keep in mind, we might need you to cook. We might need you to come by and do a few things. If you're willing to help and be a part of that in any way, just call the church. We'll be putting some, some things, some announcements out, uh, some different things that we'll need. So just keep us in your hearts and in your minds. Maybe come by and help us. And also, I want you to know there's a, a, going to be a new Bible study this Wednesday night. 
taught by Dean Osborne. It's called Building the Walls. It'll be here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock if you want to come out and be a part of that. We just want you to go today. Be blessed and pray for us. Pray for our families. Love each other. Take care of each other this week. God bless you all. It is well.